New criteria are needed to help you select your patients for cardiac resynchronization therapy, according to the analysis of the prospect trial results presented at the cardiology meeting here in Vienna. Stefano Gio told me about the study and the reservations he has about the current echocardiographic criteria. We enrolled more than 400 patients with standard uh, indications of CRT and then uh, all the patients were implanted with CRT and then uh, an echocardiographic examination was performed at baseline and after six months of therapy. And then we looked at uh, the potential predictive ability of some predefined echodysynchrony measures. Which patients were included? So heart failure patients uh, with ejection fraction below 35%, QRS duration greater than 130, so conventional indication according to guidelines to CRT. And how did you go about that echo assessment? What was the echo assessment? Uh, well, the echo assessment was uh, done blinded into three core labs, one core lab in US, Atlanta, one European core lab in Pavia, and another European core lab in London. And you looked at clinical and echocardiac response at six-month follow-up. So can you give me some of those figures? So the results are comparable with uh, previous studies. From 60 to 70% of patients improved either clinically or echocardiographically at six months. So this is proportional responders which is comparable with uh, what we knew from the literature. Then we tried to see if the patients who met those uh, synchrony criteria predefined did better than patients who did not meet the synchrony criteria. And did you see that they did do better? Yes, we saw that they did do better in a statistically significant way, but the predictive accuracy, so the sensitivity and specificity was not so high. So statistical significance was there, but overall the extent of the improvement was not so much. So at the moment, we cannot recommend to all the world to do one single measure, echo measure, and then decide about implantation. We have to continue to study. So this is not the end of the story yet, but what is so important about this study that's come out of your findings? For the first time, uh, we have recognized that there is great variability in some of the echo measures, especially in TDI. So research now will be focused on how to eliminate variability. Because previously, everybody was sure that those the synchrony measures, had, there was no variability, which is not true. Second, it's also probably interesting to say that uh, there is not one single measure, but maybe, we will see, the most correct approach is general, global approach to the patient, rather than looking for the single major number. So what are the overall clinical conclusions here for the practicing community? Continue to study, become expert, understand which are your mistakes, try to eliminate, try to understand which is the source of variability and continue to use it. That was Stefano Ghio from the San Matteo University Hospital in Pavia, Italy. And Nicola Solomon asked the session discussant Cecilia Linda what she made of the study. 
Well, I think there's been high hopes that adding mechanical desynchronous criteria to the present criteria of broad QRS would increase the response to CRT, and the prospect is the first step in that it used the single mechanical asynchronous criteria that had previously been shown to increase response to CRT, but only in single centers, to all these criteria, 12 of them, to assess whether in a multi-center setting they would also increase response to CRT. And the study failed to show that, but the analysis of the prospects is not complete yet. It might well be that adding these criteria together in a certain way will be predictive of an increased response to CRT. But I think one of the main messages in the study is that the methodology is very complex. And if you put it in a broad clinical setting, it is maybe too complex to date. The reason I say this is that even in these standards that were specially trained to assess these mechanical dyssynchrony criteria, even with this training, the yield, that is whether what they measured could actually be analyzed by the core centers, wasn't uh, very impressive. It went down to 50% for tissue Doppler measurements and was a bit higher for simpler echocardiographic measurements like interventricular delay. What do you think the next step should be? Yeah, the next step, importantly, is not to exclude any patient from CRT who has broad QRS but who does not have mechanical asynchrony criteria on the echo. There's simply no evidence to exclude any such patient from a treatment that has at least a response expectancy rate of 60-70%. That is an important thing. The next step is of course to await further analysis of the prospect. This was just the first presentation on the study and uh, I know that the investigators are planning further analysis of these measurements and what I believe is that also the ECHO community needs to work hard on simplifying their methodology, maybe to limit these criteria to a few ones and to standardize them in a much better way, such as sample volumes and where to analyze and uh, technological things. Could you just reiterate what the main point is we should be taking from this study and also what clinicians should be looking into doing? Yes. First of all, the decision to implant a CRT should remain the same. Clinical symptoms, left ventricular dysfunction and a wide QRS as a sign of ventricular dyssynchrony. And no patient should be excluded from CRT because they do not have mechanical dyssynchrony criteria. And I know this has been done, but it's clearly faulty at the present time. Furthermore, the ECHO community should really elaborate the methods for establishing mechanical dyssynchrony criteria. It should be much simpler. It should be based on the various levels of dyssynchrony, AV dyssynchrony, intraventricular dyssynchrony and interventricular dyssynchrony. And if they can come up with a formula, either um, three measures that predict a response or at least one that is better predictive than the others, then methodology might be ready to set into clinical practice. But in my mind, that takes a few more years of elaboration before it becomes reality. That was Cecilia Linder of the Karolinska University Hospital speaking with my colleague Nicholas Solomon at the ESC Congress here in Vienna. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Sarah Maxwell.